is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number two of On Tilt. I am Smatter. No. Gentlemen, say hello. No, 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 no. First off, we need 4-4 four, four music. Oh, okay. We it's can't the... have this fucking weird-ass time measurement fucking up my whole rhythm. Hey, I I'm, am... a, I'm a snappy guy. No, okay. you're a robotic guy. Again? <laughs> yeah, you sound like a robot. <laughs> Again? Why don't you say your name, Mr. Robot? Hello, Beep Boop. I am Robot. Yeah, that's Dan Brandon. P-Bat, say ho. Hello. Hello, hello <laughs> Beep Boop. I am... I am P-Bat. Alright, am I still a robot? Yes, you're still a robot. What do you mean? <laughs> That's what we, Look, mean. we mean. why don't you, that. like, think about it, chew on some nuts and bolts in the meantime while I explain Just what we're gonna do tonight. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix it. Alright, go fix it. Uh, so on the show, we're gonna take a topic related to video games, something that puts us on tilt, something Wait a totally- second. You're skipping. I am not a robot. Hey, you're not a no. robot anymore. Okay. That's actually good. I'm, uh, I'm going to talk very, very, very quietly to avoid the robot overlords. You actually even sound better. You want me to talk like this? Yeah. Welcome. It's like a shitty drug commercial. Welcome to On Tilt Episode 2. Consult uh, your I... doctor for the side effects. <laughs> Today's episode title is called Kickstarter Goddammit. Uh, well, okay, how about you sound like that at the end of the episode when we get off tilt? At the start, you're just really fucking mad and then by the end of it. This is my angry voice. So what is it like when you're calm? It's very soothing. I it's imagine. just like it's like comatose. Is Brandon ever calm? Is the question? Yeah, this is weird. We've the April Fool's episode is like two months away, man. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about uh, how much I hate Kickstarter. How much we hate Kickstarter? No, I don't necessarily. Hate no, I don't either. So... It's really you hate Kickstarter. Yeah, today we're gonna answer the question: Is it okay to punch a Kickstarter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well. Should open I'd with that. Yes. <laughs> All right, so right at the top, Brandon, what do we got? What right at the top? What do we, we want to talk about? You want to talk about fucking Mighty Number no. Nine? Yeah, let's start with the most tilting example we've got here. I'm, is this the most tilting? I mean, it's up there. I, it's I, I would there. say so. I, I would say so. It's up there. Um, so Mighty Number no. Nine. This is a uh, KG Inafune. Sorry. Uh, a guy famed for Mega Man, right? Like that—that's what he does, and he decides he's gonna go to. He's gonna say, "Fuck you, Capcom. Fuck you, you, you bunch of street fighting jerks. I'm gonna go start a Kickstarter for Mighty Number no. Nine Super Mega Man ripoff." Right? Well, can it really be a ripoff if it's his thing? I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just reskinned and poorly reskinned at that. So they raised like nine hundred thousand dollars. I'm sorry, they had a target of nine hundred thousand dollars. They raised like four million. Oh my god. They raised a lot of money. That's so much money. To make yeah, fucking Mega times. Man. And then, the first thing he did before releasing Mega Man is he made another Mega Man. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he didn't even start yeah. off by making Mighty Number no. 9. He made that 20XX bullshit. That Wait, was what? him, was right? Another... Was it? Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna Google. 20XX. Wait, Nick, fact check that. Yeah, we have yeah, our yeah. researcher, Nick, sitting in. Enough. Nah. Alright, yeah, so that's... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, no, that, that was someone different. That was someone different. Excuse oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, either way, this game actually winds up coming out beforehand, and, I mean, that was also a piece of shit, but, like, everyone's kind of leading up to this, and the guy, that's what happened, the guy started mocking Inafune and saying, like, your game is trash, like, just going off on him, and then Mighty Number no. 9 finally comes out after, like, two-something years, three years, and it's trash. Well, let's not forget, it was also pushed back from its original date. 
it was like it launched the, they launched the Kickstarter in, in like 2013 it was supposed to be out in like April of 2015 and it got pushed way back to like June of last year I believe yeah it well, oh, oh, it was like a I year think and one two of the months. biggest issues is like and this happens with a lot of Kickstarters and a lot of games in general even that aren't in Kickstarters is it looks so downgraded from what they showed in the early stages like they showed this you know gameplay in the early stages and then when you actually look at the actual final product everything seems so I know how that happened He's like, okay. all right, guys, we're going to show the game off. Listen, I used to work at Capcom. We'd go to E3. We put everything on a PC that's really powerful. We show them what the game looks like in a tech demo. These motherfuckers are so stupid. They thought Final Fantasy VII was coming out on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do whatever I mean, we want. That, that, that is a strategy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what, I mean, that's kind of somewhat similar to trailers. And um, one of the games, I think, most notably that I saw um, was... Rainbow Six Siege. Um, they had a lot of E3 gameplay, and then um, there was actually a YouTube video I saw with like a bunch of different games. I think a lot of them being from Ubisoft that it showed like you the know division. Uh, yeah, like the division and things like that. Yeah. Like a reveal trailer and then actual gameplay and how different it looks. Yeah, um, I and mean, that happens I don't know, Far all Cry the time. Was another one. Um, you know, Square has had some problem with that in the past. Uh, Sony, I would say, is a, is a really big. Uh, I guess, uh, perpetuator of this throughout pretty much their entire existence, showing games off and then having them be terrible afterwards. But, I mean, Capcom has done this for years and years and years. I mean, E3 after E3, showing us what games look like and then having them look terrible. Except for Street Fighter V, which looked really, really bad at first and actually winds up looking pretty good. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing here. Kickstarters are, like, following suit with this, like, reveal an awesome thing and then kind of, like, under-deliver, you know, over-promise, under-deliver seems to be the theme with most Kickstarters. Um, and that's something that has been mimicked from the industry itself, right? That's why we get these fancy E3 trailers of fantastic graphics and features and things. When you get to the final release, it's like it's like totally... It looks like, um, like a budget version of what we originally promised when you know that the budget was tremendous. It had to have been, yes. Especially um, in the case of Kickstarter, you actually get to know the actual budget. So, I mean, th- this game comes out Everybody hates it. Like, mm-hmm. every single person who bought this thing on Kickstarter just hates this game. And I remember thinking to myself, I didn't back this game in time, and everyone's like, you could still buy it. I'm like, oh, well, if I can still buy it now and pre-order it, I'll just wait until it comes out and just do it then, because pre-ordering games is stupid and a sin, and you should be ashamed of yourselves unless you're preloading. And even then, it's like, you better really want the game. Um, why, why would you think it's a sin, though, entirely? I mean, right now, pre-selling allows people to see their game as a success before it comes out. And I think that's one of the big reasons we keep getting the same Assassin's Creed and the same Call of Duty and the same Madden every year is because GameStop employees and you know Steam and everyone else is out there saying like, hey, you know, pre-order this game right now. You should buy it right now. Just give us your well, money. Th- yeah. There are certain cases where you know a game is going to be good. Okay, uh, for instance. Blizzard. Okay, yeah. I'll give you Blizzard. Uh, I pre- level, I, you better five. believe that I are- pre-ordered the shit out of Overwatch. Yeah, level five, which is creators of things like. When Professor is the last Layton. time level five released a game? Professor Layton. Yeah, when is the last time we got a Professor Layton? Last year. Really? Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, so. maybe I skipped that one. There's gonna be and there's gonna be one this year, Lady Layton. I feel like I'm done what? with that series. Yeah. Wait, they let women no. into my Layton games? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm <laughs> done no, with that series. Not, okay, well that's another discussion. Well, but like, Un- Unwound Future was brilliant. I mean, that was the peak of that series, and I don't think... Like, I played the two after that, and I'm just like, this is not going to go in the same oh, way. Uh, Yokai Watch as well. Oh, okay, um, Yokai Watch is fun. Yeah, yeah. 
But like I said, there, there's my some dark cloud, that, right? I want dark cloud. Fair. Um, there, there's some companies that I just feel that will always deliver a product that I will want. For example, and also series that I just know I'm going to get regardless. Like, right. The, the way I see it is if I know for 100% fact that I'm going to get it anyway, I might as well just pre-order it. Zelda. Um, Ze Breath of the Wild I pre-ordered yeah. on yeah, the yeah. Switch. I played um, it, by the way. Did we talk about so that? Sonic Mania I, I pre-ordered. Okay, I didn't pre-order that because Sonic sucks. All right. Well, <laughs> you guys have fun with the podcast. Uh, no, no, stop. It's next Give week. me the dick. But, but there's other reasons to to uh, pre-order a game, right? There's like collector's reasons Which too. Sucks. Apart from like if if like there are people who literally buy the collector's editions of games and never touch the game, because like Which oh I just love I just love Zelda, but I just want you creepy. know whatever they give give with it. Um, so you know what I'm talking about? Well, since we're on pre-order shit, now I guess I'll make one more point. What GameStop is actually doing while you're pre-ordering games six months to a year in advance, and even if you can get your money back, is they take all your money, right? And if you don't touch it for five months. If, think of a million people pre-order a game. That's $5 million they get to put into an investment account and just keep it there for five months. And then when you decide to take your money back, it's just like, oh, well. You know how much money is just left in GameStop accounts? Oh, God. I mean, it must, be, it must literally be billions. I used to work in a GameStop. We probably had at least $10,000 in pre-orders that weren't picked up. And we were like a little baby GameStop. Oh, what? People just forget? Yeah, they yeah. just five bucks, whatever. Or they just later. lose the receipts and they're like, yeah, whatever. I mean, huh. that was half the model, right? It's just pre-orders and reselling games. Yeah, and they don't want warranties you to buy new on shit. things that aren't going to break. Oh, and subscriptions to, like, shitty magazines? No, those were pretty much free. What? Yeah, I mean, you, you buy your shitty thing and you get the magazine with the shitty thing. It was all shitty. Let, let's talk about Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Mighty number nine. So, uh... What I'm actually interested in is how – so my question is how do you fuck up something so bad? And it seems like something that happens so frequently. Like if, if your whole thing is to revisit a classic, you already know what worked and what was successful. Like how do you fuck it up so bad, especially when you have so much money? And talent. That's that the team answer. was serious. Exactly. The, the answer but, is the money. It's just fun. easy to get it. It's easy to get the money from the Kickstarter up front and to get all these things rolling and hold on to the money and under-deliver. As long as you deliver a product, you can keep the rest. But I mean, Because that, that game does not cost $4 million. That is clearly like a, like a $300,000 quality game yeah. that people paid $4 million for. I don't even think it was that much, honestly. No, no I, like, I'd say maybe 100000 I feel like three people could have made that project. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks like three people did make the project. And you got to consider the fact that, like, this guy is doing a passion project. He left Capcom off the basis that he couldn't make Mega Man and they made this shit show. Capcom's yeah. probably just sitting there rolling in a bunch of non-existent money because Street Fighter V didn't do very well. Um, I was going to say rolling in the dough laughing at him, but I mean, that's just, no no one has any money now. Just screw all of us. Yeah. I know I'm out I mean, 60 bucks in Street Fighter V. <laughs> but this is a trend that's not exclusive to video games, right? Like many software companies are releasing what are known as MVPs, or a minimum viable products, and they start selling it before it's even finished development. It I, it happens at my current companies. Like we're selling a product that we don't have yet developed to like big clients, right? To get them to sign on, and we use that money to build the product, and hopefully we launch by a time and it's ready. But it doesn't matter because we already have their their money. So it's I mean, like the, just... it's like the non gaming version of early access. Yeah, it, it's just it, it all is. Of community I... now, like literally everything about our lives is low effort content. Well, you go that's to the, all. You go to the For Honor, like I, I, I'm trying to dig For Honor as much as I can, right? I go to the th uh, the front page of their subreddit, and like 90% of the posts are like memes. No one's talking about the game. 
It's everything we get in life now is low effort content because people don't want to put effort into anything, including reading stuff about things that they like. So why are companies who see people spending vast amounts of money on shitty products, why would they take the time to make something relevant? No, they don't care because they, it, like, they know that gamers are like a passionate group who will like spend lots of money on something just because of what it is, the art style, they identify with a character, and hey, they I'm offended. that. It's true. I'm not saying you're, you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm offended because that describes me. <laughs> I mean, it is true. It, it, it happens. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't feel good, right? You feel like we're being taken advantage of. But like, oh, speaking of taken advantage of, it... let's talk yeah, about fucking like Crowfall. Yeah. Wait, I'm a robot. Yeah, you're a robot. Again. All right, I can yeah, fix it. Robot. I can fix it. Oh, God, you're going to screw up my recording. But first, oh, let's talk about my plans to take over the world. No, no, please don't. That, that, that's for the that's for the next episode. Though. I'm oh it's god, a, uh, struggle world takeover. <laughs> well, some of the the thing about like Kickstarters, right? It's like they know that they can get people to pay up. Okay, I'm not a robot. You're not a robot. That's I'm correct. not a, okay. Sorry, Pete. Let, let's talk about Crowfall. All right, let's just go to that. Speaking of things, this is that your avenue because I have no idea. I know you guys were really hyped for it, and you guys weren't hyped for it, and I'm interested to hear why. I wasn't. Moji backed it for me. Uh, I mean, like this was something we all looked at and thought to ourselves, okay, this is this is going to be it. Like this is going to be the game. Um, it has a strong pedigree from people who created a lot of really good games in the past. I mean, the studio had talent. They only wanted like hundred, like a million dollars or like eight hundred thousand or something, and it even said. How are you going to make a game for 800000 And they said, we can't, but this will get us started to allow a second round of investments to come in once we show a proper product. They showed us a game based on voxels, which is like, think about the way Minecraft exists in the world where you can just pick apart the world and recreate it, right? It's kind of similar here. Um, where the game is made of a destructible environment. You can create a castle and then I can destroy it and take what's in there. The idea is that the game, as an MMO, would have servers that are permanent. Um, they would each kind of be owned by each player. So you'd own your own world, and you could build it up and transform it into whatever you want. We had a whole plan about how we were going to transform it into a bunch of different like territories, and it would be owned by different Juice members. Like I would own the Central Light Kingdom and oversee the land and... Uh, you know, I want all the truck rest stop bathrooms. Moji would have like the flying north, right? And it'd be like the PvP area and stuff like that. Like we had really cool ideas. They told us that the place where you get all the like really high level stuff would be from campaign servers that would only exist for a few weeks to a few months. You'd go in there, you'd do this campaign, and then the server would be wiped and you'd reap the rewards based on how well you did. I mean, the, the idea is genius. And they told us they're not going to sell anything. After this game is done on the Kickstarter, anything you that you can buy right? is, is cosmetics except for VIP access. Now, what they wanted to do with their characters was they would have you level up a skill. But instead of grinding it out like you do in MMOs, it would just be time-based. It would say, okay, this will be done in two or three weeks. And if you wanted to do another character, they would be able to you know, grind those skills up, but it would only go at like 10% the normal rate unless you switch them to your main. VIP access allowed you to have two or three characters just for people who wanted to play super serious. So it was a buy-to-play game, and it was great. And now they're selling houses and structures and all this other crazy shit that they were doing a very small sale just for in the Kickstarter to get started. All of this stuff is on sale, and they're creating new products now to allow this stuff to be sold as well. And I have been bamboozled. 
Because I spent $500 on that fucking game. Well, there's a few problems I see there. One is, like, you put money on something that was not yet fully realized and shown, right? And there's I mean, they, also... They had a plan. I think the bigger problem for you, and you fall victim to this a lot, and Kickstarter preys upon, is that when something is incomplete, we as consumers project our own impressions on it. We're like, Moji's going to take the north, I'm going to take the truck stop bathrooms. Like, all of that type of stuff excites us and makes us more invested in it, and we throw more money at it, or in your case, $500. Okay, well, I, I, think, the, I think the issue here is, who, who is at fault if a company says, we're going to do this, and we're not going to do this? And then the person who pays into that does so under the impression of what they said, and then they don't do what they said. Who's at fault there? Is it the person for trusting them, or is it them for clearly not doing what they said they were going to do? There was even a frequently asked That's questions tricky. at the bottom of the campaign, and it said, like, you know, are you going to charge? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? And that has since been removed, even from the Kickstarter, and there is no evidence for it to be found anywhere on their actual website in fact the first thing what happens is i'm going to go to the crowfall website right now yeah how much money did it make did something go wrong that would cause them the, the back seven million bucks so far and it's going to keep going christ geez. it's going to keep going because people are interested it sounds great so i'm going to log in i'm mean, first i gotta log out because i was already logged in so let's log into the the site here okay uh it needs my okay the, uh okay i think that's good Okay, you have successfully logged into your account. Thank you for being a Crowfall backer. Now that you are logged in, please consider visiting the store. Oh my god. <laughs> just just right away, huh? That's actually shameless. And it's like you can have the 2017 contributor bundle for 45, the early access bundle for $69, how appropriate cuz I definitely that? feel what fucked. Was that last one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how much? Uh, okay. Uh, the 2017 Gold Bundle for 175 or the Early Access 2017 Amber Bundle for two, uh, 250 Oh, wait, there are tabs. That's just featured. There's also pledge packages, stronghold bundles, mounts, merchandise, buildings, parcels, relics, decorations. And what the fuck is all this? Like, what is so, relics? Like? Uh, Maybe golden, they... gold, hold on. Golden Dragon Altar Relic. This is a relic, a statue of uh, Lyasa, Queen of Worms, that can be placed in your guild or personal kingdom. Players can sacrifice resources to this relic to receive temporary magical benefits. Jesus. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? And they're going to tell me, like, okay, the thing is that... These don't work in the campaign servers, so it's technically not a pay-to-win game. It's like, okay, but the campaign servers are only exist for me to get fucking shit so that I can build up my personal server, which means the personal server is actually the point of the fucking game and that you're fucking everyone over. This is bamboozle bullshit. Do you think it's because they got so much money? Because the original goal, I believe, was 800000 Right, and now they're at like $7 million. Yeah, so why not get more? I don't know. I think it's like once money's involved, the same reason like you don't go into business with your family members. It's like once money gets involved, you start to see how, where people really stand. Yeah. I, it, that's the only thing I can I can think of. It's just pure greed. Because if we've got $7 million, if we can squeeze out another mill, why the hell not? To make a couple of assets? To add some buffs that are just flat stats? Like, well, pe like people, the issue is people don't look into the long term. Like they can say like yeah let's let's do all this crazy stuff and you know we'll get a little bit more money immediately but then like the huge fan base that you could have by just staying loyal to what you said you were gonna build upon and you know where did that seven million come from in the first place it's a bunch of people who are hyped about the product you said you were gonna deliver 
and then you change that up to get a bit of short-term money, but all those players who wanted the game you were going to deliver aren't going to be there because that game's not there anymore. I think not in a be. Kickstarter situation, like, you giving money for the game itself, not for the uh, exclusion of features or inclusion of features. You there's want the complete also, game, that's the only thing they're obligated to give you. There's also the fact that I had, uh, I had you know, tweeted at them saying, like, someone come explain this bullshit to me. And he said to me, the, the things that you can buy for the strongholds are the same things you could buy for the Kickstarter. Then my question is, why are they labeled 2017 Medium Fort, 2017 Large Fort, 2017 Imperial Palace? Like, this is bullshit. And uh, it, what's crazy to me is, like, this is not even the first time I've been bamboozled by this shit because I backed fucking Star Citizen. You How'd idiot. Because I still see people playing that. Like, not a lot of people. They have, like, betas and stuff, but, like, the game isn't out. Huh. All right, yo, P-Bet, here, here's some trivia for you. Okay. When, all right, for those of you who don't know Star, Star Citizen, this was, like, the first game on Kickstarter, like, say, we're going to make the best MMO of all time, right? Oh, they God. wanted a goal of $500,000. How many times over do you think they made that money? How many times over? Right, so if like if they got $2 million, it would be four times over 500K. Did they, didn't they make like... Mm, come on, you got in, it. In the Kickstarter or just total? Total. Okay, you give 30, it a number, we'll say higher or lower. 30 million. Higher. Higher. 50 Way million. higher. Higher. 80 million. The answer is 200 Higher. times at $100 million. Oh. The game's, not, the game's not even fucking out. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Star Citizen Kickstarter campaign launched October 18th, 2012. Jesus Christ. 2012. Almost. All right, we're, we are going on to our fifth year waiting. Yeah. That's not even. That's a, insane. How could you even live with you? I mean, you have a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, a hundred million dollars. That number doesn't even process in my fucking. Brandon, head. no, where'd the money go? A <laughs> hundred million dollars, dude. I could, I can buy an island and live on it for the rest of his life and not pay anybody. Yeah, fuck, I fuck think, a game. I think that's the answer, though. It's just that, like, I think Star Citizen's making its money off just being like a fancy tech demo they show off every now and then. With a few people play, they just keep it in perpetual development and they're milking it for cash. I'm telling you, once they smell that green. They don't stop. A big part of it had to do with the fact that they switched engines. They were on CryEngine, um, which, of course, you know, Crisis and everything else. Uh, whatever. They switched to Amazon's Lumberyard, and I'm a big fan of Amazon's engine because I've been to Amazon Game Studios twice now. Um, I've played... Uh, I've seen a little bit of their MMO. Uh, I've played their... Uh, what's it called? The Breakaway, obviously. I played it a ton. The engine is great. The designers there are brilliant i have never seen a group of people take feedback as well as these guys on top of the fact that if you say anything to them like hey this is really fun i like that and they're like okay we see that you like it but how could you improve it anyway and i'm like jesus christ guys take the compliment they're like no we want it to be perfect like so if they're using amazon's lumberyard that means they are going in the right direction but i mean i i don't ever expect this game to come out no maybe like in 2020 like way down the line i don't know like my vision's not great i can't see that happening that that that's exactly why like do you like the do you, do you like yeah that? that was it was a good joke brandon Thanks, yep, everybody Thanks. yep i that, that's why i would never want to work on something like an mmo that requires like so much consistent kind of uh upkeep like right 
uh, it, it just seems like too much stress and too many variables and you even know, as a developer you, it doesn't like you don't get a complete you don't get the complete control of the of the player experience right so when you build like a single player game or something that's a campaign you get to set the pace you get to set the impressions yeah. how they feel in certain moments when you get an mmo mmo literally mmo and you play it every day the experience needs to change or you will lose the yeah. people right yeah it just it, it it's it's it seems like and you know the last two things we talked about were MMOs, uh, Crowfall and Star Citizen. It's let's just, talk about yeah. other games then. Yeah. Uh, ukulele. Let's go to. Yeah, let's can go I, to the good can ones. I skip, can I skip one? There's sure. actually a game that isn't out yet that I'm really excited for. Um, I backed a game called Wizard of Legend. It's a pixel-based game. I put like thirty bucks on it. I've talked to the devs a few times. Really nice guys. This game has some of the best combat I have ever played in my life. Have you ever um, watched like Avatar or Korra or any of those shows? No, I'm not. I'm not gay. a weeb, so. <laughs> so well, well, I think you are a smatter. Sorry, I love anime. Of you have ever watched Avatar? No. I, I think I've maybe watched one or two episodes. I think I turned smatter. eleven a long time ago, and I don't watch anything like that. <laughs> anyway, for those of you out there who have robot, who don't robot, no, come on. <laughs> yeah. So Glad for my anybody joke who hasn't deleted. heard of Wizard of Legend. Basically, it's like <laughs> Sonic, but he has a hat on. No! I hate this. You should turn into a robot now. And he runs up a wall. So I got to shut him up for a minute. All right, I am not still fire... a robot. I'm not a no, robot. You're not. Okay. okay. You're not. Uh, the game actually plays as if you were a bender. Um, for those of you out there who are Avatar fans. The like like is... the Avatar, not the, not the Futurama character. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, actually, not like the Avatar. Well, I guess like the Avatar, but like the people in the Avatar show who can only bend one element. Because okay. um, you can either be like an Earth guy, you could be like an you know a water slash ice guy, you'd be a fire guy, whatever. Um, but the game is lightning fast. It's all about like crazy cancels and crazy movement. The boss fights are actually really hard. Um, we got a demo to play a while back, and it was super fun. I put thirty bucks on that, and I have a lot of faith that they're going to come through. You said Let's it was Wizard now. of. Wizards of Legend. Their Wizards goal is... Wizards, Wizard, sorry, yeah. What's oh, their goal? Wizard of Legend. Uh, their goal was... Let me see here. Looks like they've got $72,000 currently, but where does their, where's their goal? Um, of a $50,000 goal. So they were about, you know, 40% over. 40, 44%. That's good. Over. That number makes me respect them a little bit more because it's not like a crazy amount. Yeah, they mm -hmm. wanted 50k. They're like, we want to make this game, and we think we can make it good. So they hit some stretch goals. They got like, you know, extra enemies and more arcana and relics. You know, blah blah blah. They didn't get their legendary mode or alternate wizard costume or anything like that. And I like that, right? A new costume will be added in the game. Run through chaos trials with a new outfit and look awesome. That was one of their stretch goals. Was we can't think of anything else for an extra 5k, so we'll give you an alternate costume because we only have this plan. We're not planning on trying to milk you guys out of every cent. We are just trying to get our game yeah. made. And I think that's so fucking cool, man. I mean, that's... That's, that's okay. the right way to go about it. Before we, we get into, like, why... To, before we get off-tilt about Kickstarters, I'm just thinking... I don't want... Actually, I, I should save it for the end, then. Because that's one of that's one of the positive oh, things come about on, come it. Because the people go, who like set, set realistic expectations and meet them are going to be happy, right? People who are like, I know to make this, I need fifty thousand dollars, and I'm committed to the fifty thousand dollars, and I'm not in it for the greed. Are like the Kickstarter success stories. It's the devs who would not normally get to make their idea come to life, and that is the original spirit of Kickstarter. But I believe Kickstarter too, like its uh, projects, has fallen victim to the greed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like they take how much? Are like how much do they take? P bad. How much do they take? 
What? Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Yeah, don't you know you did a Kickstarter? I want to say 10%. 10%? Oh, no. Mike. No. It's 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 probably up there. Right, I can Google it. How much does Kickstarter take? Perfect. Shit, I think it's uh, five percent fee. Yeah, five, five. Five percent of a hundred million dollars. Go. Five, five million dollars. Five percent of a hundred. What? What's five of a hundred? Kidding me? Come on, guys. You also took time to think about that. No, no, I did this for you. Did. You were calculating. I the didn't. robot was calculating. I'm not a robot. No, don't do this. <laughs> Be hilarious <laughs> if it changed right there. Ugh. I'm actually um, looking right now because I, I see all these projects that I backed. Edge of Eternity. Okay, so it was supposed to come out on... It said estimated delivery date was supposed to be the uh, December 2016. And I actually got a December 2016 email saying it's Alpha Day. So at least that's still going. Um, I backed that. I backed uh, We Happy Few. Actually, we, we played the, uh, the beta pretty recently. We Happy Few came out pretty good. Yeah, it looks good, and people it was well received eh, too. I heard, I heard. Well, I didn't, I didn't hear it was well received. I heard very mixed things. Heard it was pretty boring right. from a lot of people, but I mean, it's it's pretty bland right now because they were missing like a huge amount of their features. But I think the base game was pretty good. I, I didn't even know it was what it was. I thought it was like a single player thing, like just a con it is well, a like a, thing. I, I mean, like a continuous story based, like point A to point B single player. Oh, thing. it's not. No, it's it's kind of like a like a survival kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's both. It's pretty it's pretty wacky. Um, I I backed that. I backed Bloodstained, um, which of course I you know Iga IGA whatever you want to say, uh, Koji Igarashi he uh made nice pronunciation I guess. Thank you. Uh, he made he Castlevania, you know, and they're not letting him make the Castlevanias he wants uh, wants to make anymore. So he made Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Um, his Twitter handle is actually Sword or Whip. Because, I mean, that's what Castlevania, yeah. were you a whip fan or you a sword fan? Yep. I, I'm a sword fan. I voted sword. Yeah, a whip guy. I mean, that's, oh, we're talking about games, right? Right, right, video games. Uh, specifically, yeah. the Vania. The Vania. I know um, you love the Vanias. I love Vania. Do you make a Vania game, P-Bat? Mm, P-Bat. Make another Kickstarter. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> think All right, so let's get it. to some successful Kickstarters, right? So let's just start off with the obvious one. That's ukulele. P-Bat, you can speak to this. It's coming out. Ukulele is fantastic. I've pl I played the I played the toy box, um, and this is something I talked about. Is there's so many like you know how do you get so many things wrong when you already have a winning formula? And this is like a perfect example of people getting it right. Um, but like more importantly than just the game being very good because ukulele is fantastic. Um, of course, I haven't played the full game. Can't make a full judgment yet. But sure. played the toy box. Uh, you know, heard many things about things that were at conventions and seeing how amazing it was, but. Like, more importantly than just the game being good was their communication to the community and, yeah. you know, constantly reaching out to the community, letting them know what was going on, uh, taking in questions, feedback. Like, they were, there was always that kind of line of communication between the developers and the community, and they always showed they cared. It was not, I, I think, you know, over, like, the past, you know, couple months after the Kickstarter ended, there was, like, I don't, I think not a single day where they didn't, you know, retweet somebody's ukulele fan art on Twitter and, you know, constantly sharing all this and that and a bunch of cool community-created stuff. Like, there was constantly that line of communication. And I think one of the most important things is keeping the community involved with the process more than just the game itself. And, I mean, like, they did very similar to what Mighty Number no. 9 did. They took an old series that people liked, and they said, we're going to create this game, and we're going to do it our way, 
and it's it's banjo kazooie i mean but now it's called yeah. ukulele it's a spiritual sequel to this game and they told us right from the get-go we should be excited ignore everything that's happened on kickstarter we're not going to let you down and you know we all fell for it but luckily we weren't bamboozled this time mm-hmm. i'm excited kind of when is it coming soon it's very soon right when is april it? it's april april yeah april so two more months wow I, and it's gonna, I, it's gonna I, be available I, on the switch now as well but only digital not physical I admit that this looks good, but it's not my type of thing. But I have to commend them on their interaction with the community. It is is—it's simply unparalleled. Because that's one of the things about Kickstarter that is, is good, is that you can interact with your investors in the same way that people in companies have board meetings with their board, right? All they have to do in this case is just retweet their fan art, you know? And that does so much goodwill for the game. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm and, I, it. It's, it's funny, because Brandon said, you know, we weren't bamboos at this time. And I understand, like... You know, it, it, Kickstarter is very much a trust thing, right? Like when you when you when you uh, you know back something, you it's very much a trust thing. But in the same vein of as we were talking about pre-orders, I feel like it's also about knowing who is leading that Kickstarter. Like I, when I heard it was the same people who made Banjo Kazooie, like there was no second. I was gonna back it anyway. Like there was no second thought. And um, the name escapes me right now. The people who made Skullgirls. Um, uh, that would be. Uh, I want to see. Uh, planet something i know mike z is involved with that game but yeah. either way and and they did a kickstarter for their rpg uh indivisible which is one that we didn't have on the list actually which is fine because uh, uh, you don't like it no did you, did you play the demo yes it's so you didn't fun. like it it's it, that game and that's a metrovania like that's my that's my wheelhouse that game is clunky as fuck oh okay thank you by the way chad lab zero was the was lab the zero devs. yeah yeah I love it. Was the a, demo. Wait, guys, we can't talk about it. It was an Indiegogo. <laughs> oh, whoops. Um, no, but like, but yeah, uh, like it, it, I, I liked, I liked Skullgirls. I knew that this game was going to be pretty fun, and I, I enjoyed it. I don't know why, why you know you said clunky controls. I the game was clunky. That, but... It felt like you were playing with bricks on your feet. Oh, weird. Tentral says Paperback digs Banjo Kazooie, but not Avatar. Oh no, opinions. Everybody has one except yours is wrong. Tentral, get the fuck out of my chat. Anyway, what? continue. What? <laughs> what? Continue on. Avatar's fantastic. So what, what other successful Kickstarters have there been? So Okay, I, I have one. Well, so sure. far, we, we don't know it's, it's successful. It will be. And this is probably, you know, I know I said Crowfall was my least favorite example, but my least favorite example is Shenmue 3. I think what oh, they God. did was the most ridiculously untrustworthy Cash thing. Grab. So basically, I, I understand. they went to Sony and said, we want to make Shenmue 3. And they're like, go fuck yourself. Who cares about that weave-ass bullshit, right? And they're like, well, what That's if we every can day, get some man. funding? They're like, what are you going to do? It's like, okay, here's what you do, indie devs, right? We're Sony. We're big guys. You go and get $2 million on Kickstarter. If you can get $2 million on Kickstarter, we'll fund the rest of your game, which would have been fine. All they had to do was say that. But instead... They hit the $2 million mark, and then Sony took over publishing rights to the game. So it's not an indie game anymore. We literally just paid for Sony's fucking marketing costs. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest load of bullshit. I donate, I actually backed it hour one, maybe minute one. I was sitting you there as soon as they announced people. it. Yeah, within 10 minutes, I backed Shenmue as well. 185 bucks. Canceled it within 24 hours. Fuck that well- shit. At least in this case, it was transparent what Sony was doing. A lot of times, these indie games are not actually indie games. They're just well, they didn't say this grabs. until like a couple days later or whatever it was. And then within 24 hours of that announcement, I canceled. That's obnoxious. And while there is, um, there is another company that does this, uh, Square does this. 
But Square doesn't promise them publishing rights or anything like that. They just say, you go do this. We'll help you by supporting the game, by tweeting it out, and like allowing you to use some of our marketing efforts as kind of just like the kindness of Square's heart. And then when the game starts to come out, they back them with just a little bit of, I guess, support. Right, it's not mm. them saying like you can go get the money for this game and then we'll think about it, right? Because what Sony did was unacceptable. They right. took, they didn't put right. their name on it at all. Uh, I, sorry. I hope you don't mind if I chime in with a couple of pretty important success stories from Kickstarter. Sure. Uh, just because a friend of mine, Steve, informed me, and I don't know how he missed some of these. Um, Shovel Knight. Yes, of course. Kickstarter. Undertale was Kickstarter. No. Still haven't played it. No spoilers. Wait, Undertale was in Kickstarter. Undertale was Kickstarter. Yes, it was. I'm looking. Undertale was Kickstarter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It it, it was an absurdly low goal as well. Um, As well as Lisa was Kickstarter. Wow, he wanted Uh, $5,000 for this game. $5,000 for Undertale, yeah. He wanted 5K. Oh, he wanted five. See, like that, that to me is, that's probably the biggest success, honestly. He wanted $5,000 and turned it into what was probably the best game of 2016. Or 15, yeah. 2016, 2014. When did it come out? 15. 15, okay. I want to say. Wow. And you're a robot again, Brandon. What do you mean? <laughs> you sound like a robot. Uh, other obvious example, Darkest Dungeon. Not for everybody, but successful nonetheless. That was and kick- still oh, has yeah, a, yeah. That was a t- it still has a ton of concurrent players. It's one of those games that you enjoy beating your dick against the wall in. I like it, but I can't get back into it anymore. It's just too much. Right. It's too stressful. It's, and just generally speaking, that's not my kind of game anyway. I did play it on stream a little bit, but like, I don't know. It's It's like, oh, your party members are going to die. And it's like. Story based or run really fast. This is two things for you. Yeah, that's, those are the two things for me. If, if you run really fast in the game, I'm gonna like it. Uh, no wonder why you love Why? Completely. Well, because it's um, Sonic. Brandon, uh, here we go. I just, uh, is there any other game where you run real fast that you like? I can't think of a single one. Um, that's the only game where people move quickly. The Flash, the game. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's the other thing I can think of. Is what, that, games you just... do, what games do you run really fast? Uh, uh, Super Smash Bros. 4, playing as Little Mac. No. Any racing game, I guess, would be a good answer. But you went with a fighting air. Well, you don't run in a racing game. Well, Cars run. Okay. You drive. Your car runs. Like they run on gas. Your car runs on wheels. Is your car they running? Run? Stop. I hope not. Mine runs on no diesel. No better more. go catch it. <laughs> All right, so we're getting near the end here. So let's go and find the brighter side the little golden nugget here i'm not, I'm not off tilt like no well because... I, I am because if if you think about it this way there's a lot of good there's always a lot of good with bad i mean there, there's certain situations like we said undertale lisa shovel knight sometimes there is like so many good ideas with so many people who know what people want to play they just don't have the funds for it um you know it's yeah. not always it's not always a big corporation who's trying to get greedy like sony it, it's not always that and it's not always companies who fly off their handle and you know don't know how to handle money it, it, it's not always terrible and it, it, with anything in life you have to take the good with the bad you know twitch is another good example is that you know, there's so many really cool streamers you know fats me but then you take you know unfortunately brandon and you know sometimes yeah. you just have to 
Take the gold with the bag. Get it, guys? Ha-ha! Uh, <laughs> well, I, I get that, and I'm really glad that we were able to get games like Wizard of Legend, which I'm, you know, really excited for. Undertale was great. Uh, Darkest Dungeon is awesome. My problem here is the fact that these other companies have just straight up stolen my money. Go like, get it back, Brandon. There's but no that, way to do that. Kickstarter but there's tells the you Break into their house. There's the, there's the brighter side right there. It's just that it just made you more careful buyer it made me a more jaded person that's that's the good thing here is that now i'm less trustworthy no you should just know brandon you're at the point in your life where no, like not you can afford to buy a video game if you want it right you're 40 something right so you can just go Listen, and buy something back it up now you don't need to get it's stuff on the typo the motherfucker <laughs> all right all right sorry 30 something um <laughs> but it, it's it's taught us all lessons, right? We've all been burned on Kickstarter. I backed a stupid fucking collapsible cup. That is the first thing I backed on Kickstarter. The dumbest thing, and I How got it, and it... 30 bucks, I think. For a cup, dude? You're an idiot. Dude, you are an idiot. I'll link you how shitty this thing is. You paid $30. No, I, I know what you're talking about. It's the cup that, like, kind the of smash cup. down into it the... Sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's like two ounces. It's, you know those already cool. exist, right? I didn't know that. It was my first Kickstarter. Uh, oh, these things so are. You should be on tilt because you're still a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not on tilt because most of my Kickstarters, with the exception of Peepad's game, have been good. What? Hey, Ooh. mine was good. It just didn't. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, I wish we had another 20 minutes so we could talk about that. Uh, we don't though. Uh. Uh, uh, no, just... we gotta go. Dude, I can go on a crusade about how bad that game was. Wait, what? <laughs> what? A harmonic crusade. <laughs> he made a crusade joke. But it, but it was a good game. I guess that crusade didn't run fast enough to meet your standards. <laughs> it didn't run fast, so it, was, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Um, they're so, looking at the, uh, the the numbers on the final night before the cancellation. They're like, oh, it needs to go faster. You're too slow. <laughs> <laughs> As if it's not too soon, right? We can make these jokes now. Oh, no, I like uh, it. It's right, cool. right, good, good, gonna, good. You know, drink, I'm going gonna... to drink some alcohol tonight, so it'll be fine. I'll forget alcohol. my tomorrow. No one says that. <laughs> drink well, some alcohol. Drink people, alcohol? If, if says, I'm gonna have some alcohol tonight. People say I'm gonna drink tonight. I'm gonna oh, drink some drink booze. Some, drink uh, some that's, that's a testament to how slow you are. Oh well, I don't drink, so I don't know what to call. It. I don't know the. Nah. I, I still say do weed, like or, or <laughs> like it's just I, I say I'm that's so proper. <laughs> what? They're gonna do some weed you say, like, you, as you if say... it's like a hard drug, like cocaine. <laughs> You say still as if people have ever said it's that. It's 2017. We do gush now. <laughs> that was a BoJack Horseman joke. Everyone out oh. there who got that, you are my people. Oh, you I thought it was like a... Two people who watch BoJack Horseman. Yeah, just the two people. <laughs> the two people for its many seasons. Anyways, are we um, ending this thing? No, no, no. I, a few things to get through. I still want to talk about one particular thing. One thing that has been good for me out of Kickstarter, with the exception of those fucking cups, is that Kickstarter is home to many, many, many successful board game Kickstarters. And as someone who's a big tabletop guy, um, it's very good. Because there are so many good ideas out there, and board games have a lot less in production costs than a video game, right? You can create a board game, and people can spend $15 and not feel terrible about it, right? You can get a game that you play once or twice. I've backed some games on Kickstarter that I don't particularly play often or love, but I don't feel like I've lost out on the money, right? Because these are still solid ideas, and this is a great platform for people to get those out. It's a matter. One of the people just uh, Googled collapsible cups, and Google came back with about 698,000 results in .61 seconds. Just the... I... I'm gonna... 
That's what I thought oh, you'd God, want to there's know. So, there's so fucking many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did I search this? Anyway, so the, the board games. I think, like, there's an article that was on Polygon recently about, like, how crowdfunding for video games was way lower than board games last year. Um, and that just shows, like, well, I mean, there's some obvious information here that needs to be said. And that's, like, yeah, board games are cheaper to produce than video games. And there's less development. There's no, like, bugs, right? There's things that are just eroded in the rules or they issue reprints and so on and so forth. Well, I mean, you, you also have to consider the fact that on a board game, I could literally just draw a bunch of pieces of, you know, draw on a piece, a bunch of pieces of paper and say, this is how we play the game. A prototype can yeah. exist within 30 seconds. Whereas in a mm -hmm. video game, they have to use the engine, put in the art, put in characters, like things have to, or, I mean, even if you just use boxes, getting the mechanics to work in the way that you're expecting is very difficult. Yeah. And that is... But that's good, though. That's that's why Kickstarter is a good venue for things like that. There are great ideas that have come to light. Um, you forget, Cards Against Humanity was Kickstarter, I believe, correct? Am I crazy? Yes, uh, it was. Was it really? Yeah, but um, Cards Against Humanity. Also. Yeah, yeah Cards Against Humanity. Oh, and then that guy went on to make Secret Hitler, another incredibly successful Kickstarter They also game. made We Didn't Playtest This at All, and I love that game. I hate that game. What do you mean? That game could, could fuck off forever. That game Any is the game best that's game. about, like... There's like barely any mechanics. It's just like playing cards. It's just it's literally just like it's slapping your fucking sticks on the table. That's all it is. See, but the thing is, is I'm a tryhard in video games where there's actually skill and things matter, and you're a tryhard at board games where you're all a bunch of fucking casuals and should not what? do anything. There, you're there's hard skill in board games, and it's more negotiation and casual than actual mechanics and cancels. Casual. Exploding kittens was a card game as well. Another on successful one. Shitty game. $10,000 goal almost reached $9 million. I'm sure Breitbart writes decent articles, too, outside their Nazism. It doesn't mean it's a good website. Uh, yeah, it is. So is Kotaku. <laughs> and... <No>. Je Jezebel. <laughs> Polygon. All right. Real quick, um, to close out the show, I want to do one thing with you all. I want you to go to your Kickstarter page. Look at me? your back projects. I want you to tell me what you've backed and what you regret and what you don't regret. Oh, I got a log. I got to remember what the login is then. Two, three, four, five, six. Eight, I can eight. start. All right, I got. I got eight. I'll, I'll go ahead. So okay. there's Wizard of Legend. I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm excited for it. Okay. There's Esker Wallets, the next generation of wallet. <laughs> what? That sounds okay, like. I, I like forgot a that cup. I backed this. Um, it, it's a wallet. Um, it's. Uh, it has some credit cards in there or something. Uh, smart wallet with the fastest card access experience. I don't know why I bought this. Oh, it has a phone finder. Oh, yeah, cool. It's a phone finder, and it's trackable. Our tracking app prevents you from losing your wallet. Come on, that's have cool. You, do you have that yet? No, of course not. Peabody, didn't um, you back that stupid credit card thing, too? Yeah, and then they were like, we can't ship to Canada. Or, like, the Canadian, you know, machines with credit cards is just so different, so we can't... So where is you know, it? Can I have it? I got my refund. I was going to send it to you, and I said, send me your address, and you never did, so... I remember this conversation that happened in person. That Thank makes sense. You. Have it at your wedding, I think. When it, was that see, again? That was before Salem was my assistant, and thus, there was no way I was going to remember the conversation. All right, so what okay. else you got in your Kickstarter? Uh, we got We Happy Few, which is okay. Uh, okay. Bloodstained, which we got a demo for that wasn't very impressive. Uh, Crowfall, which is a steaming pile of crap. Edge of Eternity, which apparently just had an alpha, but I haven't played it. Insomnia, which I'm very sure is never coming out. And I backed a friend's project. That didn't matter. Oh. 
was that what was that game? Was that um, that was a movie? About a it was like a it was like a documentary movie thing. Okay, Rare. so I backed four things, one of which was unsuccessful. Or it was oh. canceled. Um, oh, I had a bunch of canceled ones. So three games: Star Mazer, um, Ukulele, and Shenmue Three. Obviously, I was gonna back those three. Um, the one unsuccessful one was a thing called the Realm System. You didn't you didn't back Harmonic Crusade? No, that game wasn't really my thing. It really wasn't really my taste. Um, it didn't go fast enough. Uh, it had a goal of one hundred and sixty thousand Australian dollars, so roughly twenty U.S. dollars. Yeah, like twenty. So that's bucks. like a couple sticks, right? <laughs> yeah, and a kangaroo, I think. Um, and it was basically it was a it was a thing. Listen, that you I know you're think... trying to be serious right now. Kangaroo is not even that good. So it was a thing you would tie around your waist. Um, and then you'd wrap these things around your hands, and basically it was supposed to be a thing that ties into games that you, like, it, it simulates, like, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Walking. if you were to lift something up, you'd feel, oh. like, the... Resistance. Actually, yeah, the resistance. resistance like, and, yeah. And, yeah, and it was supposed to simulate that. Um, and what? it, like, got canceled, like, a couple days in, when it was at, like, uh, 17000 Australian dollars. And I remember I backed it for, like, Two hundred and something. They're gonna say like, we can't ship that to Canada. Dude. <laughs> I probably. There's yeah, no resistance in Canada. It won't work. It, it was supposed to simulate, yeah, like like f the feeling of things, like you know, feeling your muscles wield a sword and and you know, picking up a box and things like that. that. I'd use the shit out of that. Yeah, like it. It seemed like it was really cool, and especially in VR. Yeah. Give me a lightsaber yeah. game in that thing, dude. I'll be ripped by the end of the month. Yeah. Nerd ass would Is never stop it? playing. Is that all your stuff? All right, Smatter, you that, can talk about yours, it. but you can't mention any board games. Or anything gay. Uh, well, that only leaves Harmonic Crusade, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he said... You didn't hear I what said he no. said. Uh, he, he, no, he I backed Secret Hitler. Incredibly successful. One of my favorite uh, deduction and party games to date. I played it last night and played a masterful game uh, with, a, with a great group. That game really does soar. Coup Rebellion, not too... Not in love with. Is that the uh, one we It's play? like Coup... No, it, it is, it's the same people, it's Coup, but it's like with um, like 35 different cards and you just swap in them randomly. I God. think it uh, overcomplicates an already simple and elegant game. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's, uh, that's my board game regret there. Crowfall, which I'm not going to count because Moji paid for it for me. Uh, Harmonic <laughs> Crusade, um, I really do wish that that made it live. Uh, we, we make fun of you a lot, but I was actually excited for that. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, my favorite thing, the Smash Cup. <laughs> the collapsible cup, man. What is it called? Smash cup? I, uh, uh, yeah, it's. I don't know what it's. My roommate guy was like, "Ooh, it's so cool!" And I got like a, a fucking two pack, like a loser. It's a they had to rename it. That they couldn't it. even call it Smash Cup. It's now called Stojo Cup. S T O J O. It's so aggressively stupid. It sounds like a caveman invented it. I know. I, I'm not proud of this. Wait, this cup? Why? It it's larger than most collapsible cups. It is, it is, but it's 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 still a piece of shit. You can't clean it. It's my mother loved it because she can store it in her work bag, so she uses it. So I guess that's fine. Um, and, and the last thing I guess I didn't uh, I didn't back it, but I bought it afterwards. Was that another cup? It was that fucking horn cup that everyone calls Kickstarter trash. You know what I'm talking about? No man. The, uh, What's the it called? The goat story mug cup. Horn cup Kickstarter. So let's I see. don't know why goat I bought mug. it. Goat mug. 
Original okay. goat story crafted into a mug. Yes. Oh my okay. god, it's a horn. It's like a oh, horn. so like the Viking thing. Like, yeah, like yeah, a horn no. of ale. My friend likes linked it to me. This is how I wait, bought this. My friend wait. and he'll listen to this later. He linked it to me. He's like, you would like this, but he was not serious. And I went and I was like, oh, this is cool. I bought it. And he's like, you bought that shit? Four hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars on this fucking project. Because there's a bunch of people like Faustus so into Vikings. It's no, it's trash. Like the thing is, I could, you can't put it in your Nerds. car cup holder. In you can flip over the little thing to make it a stand, but it doesn't stay in properly. I spilled it. It's a disaster. It does look cool, but it's a fucking disaster. Okay, hold on. This says if you love coffee as much as we do, we're Stop. sure. You would love to be able to drink it anytime, anywhere, and so would we. That's why we decided to make a coffee mug that is practical and sustainable, but is also a fashion accessory and tells the primeval story of coffee. The primeval story. Introducing Dickbag Mug. <laughs> what is this? No, I, I, I do regret it. Okay, so maybe most of my Kickstarters have not been board games and have in fact been cups. <laughs> but... There's worse things you could you could bet. Yeah, there's worse things. There, 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 mean, there like... was like a, there was like a I think there was like a little dildo Kickstarter. Where it was like a personalized dildo. Yeah, Harmonic Crusade. We talked about this. <laughs> yeah, we all got fucked by that. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty. It, it, I, I feel like I walked into it, but that was pretty good regardless. Uh, all right, all right. We need to wrap it up here. Uh, so thank you all for tuning into our second episode. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. At Juice Matter, you can follow Brandon at Juice DM D I E M and Paperbat at, at Paperbat VG. And a special oh. thanks to our researcher Nick. Thank you for pulling in the information for us. He's actually sitting inside uh, our comms. Hello, Nick. Giving us fact, fact checking things. So, like, thank, thank you, you very much for that. Boss, Nick. Um, we'll be back next week. Topic to be determined. Guest to be determined. Right? Are you gonna play the music again? No, I mean I can play the the outro music, which is a lot quieter. Wait, you have outro music? You hear it now? Is it the I same music? Cool. It's a shame, though, because we're going to end it now, and it's just going to fade out. So thank you all for tuning in. Peace, love, and um, what? God bless America? I guess. Uh, Fine. <laughs>